Welcome to the Crystal Joy Podcast. My name is Carl. With me today is Lucky. How's it going, Lucky? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. You might be able to tell already that I don't have uh, my usual um, Scottish baritone, as, <laughs> as some people would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I have a very bad cold. Mm. Um, it's not coronavirus, at least. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> it's uh-huh. just like a cold that like gives me a really bad throat like yeah so I might sound a little bit different but uh-huh. we're gonna hammer on through this and it's gonna be good so yeah how have you been this the last couple of weeks uh, doing pretty good uh, we there's a whole bunch of like fires near our state and so everything is real like smoky and yellow and gross outside um, so other than that, things are, things are going good. We're enjoying the last few, uh, summer weeks under a cloud of haze. So short of that, everything, uh, is going well. And, uh, and you did mention that you, uh, moved, moved to college or university, as you say, how did the move go? Um, yeah, pretty good. So the drive through, it's like an hour and a half drive. So for you Americans, it's nothing. For for Scottish people, it's literally crossing from the east side to the west side of the country. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it was a very smooth move. Um, some of the, the way was like pretty rough though because it came on like torrential rain, like really bad, and and driving and it was not like very easy. Um, the road that we were on at the time is like a really fast section of the road and mm-hmm. people drive like way over the speed limit all the time um however when it started raining like everybody was just like dropped their speed like so low because it was so um like heavy the rain it was like somebody was power washing your windscreen oh um, with water so yeah it was pretty yeah. horrendous but we made it safe and unpacked the car, got everything like you know, chucked in the flat, and I've you know, set everything up. I've done a bit of, um, well, between me, me and my flatmate, we've done some re- redecoration kind of stuff, uh, mostly mm-hmm. him, because um, yeah, he arrived today and has been doing that. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been been kind of busy. And um, before that, I was just like working so much um, mm-hmm. this week because the weather has been good <laughs> at home. But obviously not through here. Yeah. So yeah. And you had to explain to me what like a flat and a flatmate is, just in case people didn't know what that what that means. What is a what is a flat and a flatmate? Okay. So, well, a flat is just like a an apartment, basically like a small apartment. Uh, it could be like a, a flat block, which would consist of many um, flats, I guess, in the one building. And then a flatmate is just like, you know, the people that you live with in the same flat. Um, Otherwise known as like a roommate or whatever. So Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Right on. Well, uh, last time we podcast, uh, you put out a challenge for viewers or listeners, I should say, to come up with uh, clash slogans because you uh, coined and trademarked your uh, no eagle, no problem uh slogan um so we got we got a couple and so we'll uh we'll go through a few of them and let me know what you think 
the first one, and of course I had to put this first because you know I'm a notorious witch hater and you're the notorious witch lover, is the first one are witches are for the witches are for bitches, which obviously rhymes, so some points there. But uh, mm. what do you think of all this witch hate? I'm not sure if it's factually correct, this statement. Um, it kind of seems like BS, not going to lie, because, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm a bitch. And I, I use bitches. <laughs> um, but I do like the, the use of the rhyme here. It mm-hmm. is, the two words do rhyme very well together. However, without the, you know, correctness of the statement, I'm not sure if I can award this you know, too, you know, too much, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. I think witches are great, and um, reason being is you, could, you can do, like, a lot of different kind of strategies with them, whether it's, like, witches and healers or, like, tank plus witches plus yeah. bowlers or something like that. Like you can do a few various things, or, like, um, you can do, like, witches and bats, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, there's various options with witches. They're kind of risky as well, so it's not like you're not like, oh, I'm really bad at attacking, so I'm gonna use witches. Like that doesn't make any sense unless you're like me and you use twenty one. But um, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, I think I think a more bitchy trip would be like e dragons, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. But I think I might be reading into this too much. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is about just having a ring to it. And they've done, whoever, I can't remember quite, can't remember who this was that mm-hmm. came up with it. It might have been Drake. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't, then I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a good little, it's a good little phrase. So I'll give it that much. Yeah. I, I will say though, because, uh, like for the podcast, we've talked about witches quite a bit. Uh, and I think there's definitely kind of a, a big division among clashers about whether or not people like like witches or hate witches. It seems like it's a very polarizing troop. At least that's been my perception so far. So it's uh, pretty interesting when someone talks bad about witches. Immediately, all the witch, all the people that love witches, immediately come in and are like, "No, witches are good. You don't know what you're doing." Uh, that. Just for, like, since we restarted, uh, since we've been doing the podcast the last couple of months, the uh, the witch has been the most, I guess, uh, supported troop when people have started talking trash about it. Would you agree with that, Lucky? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next one we got was uh, La Loon, More Like Your Doom, which kind of rhymes. And that's another one. Uh, we kind of talked about, uh, like... We talked about witches about being kind of like a polarizing troop, love them or hate them. La Loon is like the same way, I think, where there's a lot of people that basically think that La Loon is like too high risk and uh, like real tough. And, you know, if it goes well, it goes well and you can get the triple. But uh, uh, there's a lot of people that don't like it because they think it's too hard or when it goes wrong, it goes way wrong. What did you think? What did you think of the slogan? And what did you think of uh, the law loon discussion that happened afterwards? Um, yeah. So law loon more like your doom. I'm trying to figure out whether it's like the player using it's doom or mm-hmm. the player, you know, tanking the attack. So oh, yeah, let's say it's the player using it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I think it is. Um, yeah. Well, 
without practice, you'll probably get this attack wrong unless you you get lucky because a lot of it does come down to timing as it's a multi-phase attack. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you don't get enough value from like a kill squad or something or like a queen walk, then um, the rest of the attack becomes like super difficult. And I think that it could also become very easy if you get the first part right. And people probably read into the latter part of the attack more, even though you don't actually have to be as precise as the beginning. Because at the beginning, you want to take down, like, maybe you want to get, like, two air defenses, a queen, and a clan castle down, or something like that. Um, and then you don't achieve all of those things. Suddenly, you're, the rest of your attack, you might need to change it. Things might not go where you want them to. Uh, and, you know, if the queen is still up or something, they'll just get, like, they'll shoot down your hounds. So, um, yeah, I would say, like, it can be very difficult to use if um, you don't, like, get every stage correct, but also it can just wipe bases uh, if you use it properly. So, you know, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, in terms of, like, the phrase itself, I, since it is raising these kind of conversations, I guess it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think of the word doom, I'm, I'm like, oh, Christ, here we go, right? We're going to get, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It sounds really scary, basically. But I guess it's a scary attack to use. So, um, Yeah, not bad um, use, of, use of words there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, the other one I wrote down is not exactly like a catchy or rhymey phrase. Uh, I guess I'm using catchy, catchy loosely, but... Uh, talking about and i don't know how to actually say this word so i'm gonna roll the word into something that i can say but basically uh someone talked about uh needing us to prescribe uh like basically anti-dipsiety medication i hope that that's metaphorical and not physical because you know obviously the podcast budget doesn't allow us to create our own uh uh, anti-dipsiety pills but uh that's the thing though we might be able to make something from this, right? What we do is we get some pills that have nothing in them, right? Okay. We put them in a box. We label the box anti-dipsy-in-essence or whatever they're called, right? Okay. Uh, People buy them from us, right? Uh-huh. For a hefty, hefty price. Wait, I should be saying this on podcast. <laughs> You're letting out all their secrets. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you know, that's just an option for us making some money. Um, and then we'll spend money on advertisements, and then mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also you know buying gift cards for people. <laughs> oh, there we go. And then um, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. How about that? Yeah, we'll sell you some anti-dipsy in essence, guys, and um, you'll get some you know gift cards to to use in the game. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Could you imagine, uh, you know what's going to happen from this is someone is going to record like a fake commercial and send it to us and we'll have to insert a commercial into the podcast for these, uh, for this medication. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Stick around for Clash After Dark where we have our sponsored event. <laughs> a script uh, that we got to read off. Like. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Um, Do your thumbs ever get sore when clashing? Try these new gloves. <laughs> Jeez, I can picture it now. Uh, God. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, so what did you what did you think of the the slogans overall and like the discussion from the slogans? Was there anything uh, anything I missed, or was there something that was kind of like your your favorite part of having that discussion? Um, no, it was just good fun to like you know talk about stuff like that. I guess because mm-hmm. when you come up with a slogan, right, you're putting like a point of view forward. You're like saying like this is the way things are, kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the two stars win wars one from back in the day mm-hmm. um where like some people were like yeah this guy's right and other people were just like you have no idea what you're talking about so um yeah i guess that's the same case with like at least like the first two uh slogans there and also no ego no problem that's definitely one for like if you're just mm-hmm. a brand new tom hall 11 and you don't have access to the best troops yet then Mm -hmm. you're going to struggle against bases even without an eagle so yeah i will say the no eagle no problem has definitely become a phrase that people have been using a lot so i think that's (laughs) that's sticking around a while yeah man Uh, i'm only kidding that took me about six seconds to come up with so (laughs) i'm sure a lot of people can come up with some more good slogans i mean great that we got some response the last couple of weeks but if anything crosses your mind or you have a spare day to think about something, try and uh, figure out another great slogan and we'll mm-hmm. add it to our repertoire and we'll just kind of we'll sprinkle it in um, whenever we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, one on the chat that uh, War Chicken just came up with. Uh, a dip a day keeps the doctor very near. I actually like that one quite a bit. That's pretty funny. Uh, that was a good one. Oh, very good. Um, I wonder if we can flip it so we make it like... You like avoids dips to keep the doctor away or something. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, or a counselor uh, or something. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, if people come up with more, yeah, be sure to post it up, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about talk about uh, people's ideas, and we'll have a hopefully get some more catchy slogans because the uh, the eagle one and dip side, all that people are having a lot of fun with it. So. Um, uh, we just finished Clan War League. How did? Uh, why don't you tell everyone how the clan did, and then how did CWL go for you, Lucky? And uh, don't forget uh, to mention your uh, your sleeping habits when you talk about your CWL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, we did pretty well uh, in our Clan War League, and as I mentioned before, we shouldn't do well in it. Um, because, like, we um we lost like so many tunnel thirteens, a couple of twelves as well. We were mm-hmm. basically very weak. Every single war, I was attacking a twelve or higher. Um, usually like their biggest twelve as well, and I'm just at eleven. And um, that was except one war where everybody against us was like like really weak i don't know how that happened but yeah um so yeah it, we had loads of really tough matchups and somehow we still managed to come forth um which is like really impressive of everybody um getting their attacks in except me on one occasion when i decided that well i didn't actually decide i am um, i remember it was i was working quite late mm-hmm. i got in and i was like chilling out you know wasn't really thinking about much and i was like oh yeah i've got to an attack to do so I like cooked up some troops 
and I was just like lying in my bed waiting on them completing and then uh, yeah I just kind of fell asleep and then mm-hmm. as soon as I woke up I was like I haven't attacked have I <laughs> so yeah I was like I wonder if I've been kicked <laughs> so yeah but I haven't hey. been kicked fortunately yeah you're not the first one because what was it the second CWL war our fearless leader missed all his attacks it was something like that he missed like three or four attacks because oh, he? he had multiple accounts oh, dear. Oh, man. feels bad man yeah that's not good <laughs> Um, other than the missed attack, how did C- well, you talked about having to hit up quite a bit. Like how overall though, oh, how yeah. did CWL go for you? I can't remember how many stars I got exactly. So I tripled the town hall ten that I was matched against. But everything else um I hit down once because people had like failed or whatever, just to try and get some more attack uh, stars in. Mm-hmm. I got like a ninety something percent two star on an, a town hall eleven. Um I was a bit frustrated about that one because uh, I had a pretty good plan, seemed to go well, but then I just like fat fingered a couple of heels, like they just didn't go where I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, that tank wasn't a triple, but it was decent. And then the rest were like tunnel twelves. I'd either either get like one or two stars, so it's fine. But the matchup was just so difficult, and I know that we're gonna have a similar situation occur next month as well. So, but I will be. Hopefully it's on hole 12 by that point. So, yeah. Woo-woo. Nice. How did, I, um, how did it go for you then? Oh, I I did not have a good CWL. So uh, I think... So I got... Uh, I didn't get any one stars or any fails or anything like that. But uh, uh, it just like... I was just like slumping because the only Town Hall 13 triples I got... I only got two Town Hall 13 triples... And it was against super mini bases, like real low war weight bases, but they still had like all the defenses down and scatter shots or whatever. They just weren't upgraded. So I only got two triples that are anything to write home about. I would even call them dips because they weren't like big 13s. And then um, all like the 130, 129, 128 war weights, big 13s were all like. 75 to 90 percent two stars like just not like not good attack so i did not have a good cwl i think i ended up with what 16 16 stars but only like two triples and no like triples i actually felt good about for big base so mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i was slumping and uh it felt like a lot of the bases were definitely like newer meta like uh um things a little bit more spread out to like avoid zap stuff and a couple of the sneaky wall style bases and i don't know i just didn't have like super great plans i guess so i didn't have a good cwl but uh um you know i guess everyone has a slump every once in a while so nothing nothing super great for me but i didn't like below any attacks it was just kind of run of the mill two starring big 13s basically yeah that's all right though it's gonna happen yeah. sometimes and it'll make you appreciate the triples more when you do get them so yeah, that's true um, good. yeah but I, I agree with you i was shocked that we so we came in fourth place by based on percentage like we tied on stars for fourth but we had the percentage so we got fourth mm. Um, and then how many how many wars did we end up winning? Did you already say this? How many wars we won out of the whole week? I think we only won one. We might have won <laughs> two, but I'm, I didn't uh, check the last war, I don't think. But 
um, like six days in, we had one one war. Ugh, so man, um, yeah, amazing that we came forth. Amazing. Yeah, I thought well. And didn't we face, like, one of the top clans, like, day one? I thought for sure we were either going to get seventh or eighth after, like, the yeah. first day or yeah. two, and we kept climbing up. <laughs> I didn't even look at the leaderboards because I, I actually was certain we were going to go down. Um, mm-hmm. I looked, no, I looked day one, and we were seventh, and I said, I can't believe we're not last. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Uh, um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh I guess that will do it for this month, and everyone loves those. Did you already spend your uh, spend your medals from CWL yet? No, not yet. Waiting for thir- waiting for Town Hall Twelve. I have three hundred and seventy one medals. Nice. I can buy two Hammer of Heroes. Perfect. So that's cool. I'll buy one now. Just Might to as get, well that, get the um, cooldown going. going. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. Yeah. Um. And the new uh, the new gold pass came out since the last podcast as well. Um, this one was uh, definitely had like a little bit of a different flavor. Like all the runes were at the start of the pass, and then uh, like uh, there wasn't really I didn't really notice like as many uh, like research potions or builder potion type of stuff. So it was interesting to me that they put the runes at the start, vice the end. And, uh, um, the pirate queen skin, I'm pretty much a fan. Like it's not my favorite, but I'm definitely going to use it. And, uh, it's pretty cool. So what did you think of this month's gold pass, Lucky? Um, yeah, I like it overall. And I think a good thing about having the runes at the start is it helps you, um, kind of throughout the month rather than at the end when you're just about to get, um, all the loot. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Also, the skin is pretty nice. I like the anchor, obviously. That thing looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little kind of bandana thing going on as well. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, it's it's a bit better than some of the skins that we have been uh, getting before. So, yeah, yeah, very cool. So will you use the Pirate Queen when you unlock the skin, or are you going to keep with what you got now? Um, I'll probably... I'll, I'll, I'll try it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm currently using... Um, it's like the... The Hunter one, what's it called? I've forgotten, like the Stone Age one, I guess. Oh, the Primal one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And something that I was talking to somebody about for like the skins and maybe I'm the only one that, or maybe I'm just like bad at seeing the animations or the only one that kind of thinks about this, but for like picking the skin for me, I usually like to get a skin where it's easy for me to tell when the hero is going to like do the attack. So like for the Barb King for me, like I want to like know when he's when the King is going to get that last hit on a building before I and like kill it so that he's like walking in the right direction before I like try to pick like when to use his ability. So like for some of the skins, it's like hard for me with the animation mm-hmm. or just like how it is that it's like hard for me to tell when they're like shooting for me to like time things right. Like so sometimes I like the skin, but the animation is like kind of weird for me. So I just like won't use it. Am I the do you ever have that run into that problem? Um, not really. I I guess I'm not as a I don't know 
I'm not, I'm not as much as of a perfectionist, I guess, with when it comes to using abilities. Like, I'm, I, I usually try and do a very good queen ability because it's like, okay, she's half HP, just started being targeted by like two archer towers, let's pop it so she can kill them both in one hit. You know, that obvious kind of stuff. Um, when it comes to the king, I'm usually like using him as funnel, so it's not as important unless he's killing a queen or a king or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I don't really pay attention to it as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So overall, I thought the gold pass was pretty good. I mean, I think that most people like buy the gold pass. Uh, I'd say a huge chunk of the clashes buy the gold pass, kind of no matter what the skin is. So uh, it still it still kind of surprises me that people buy the skin depending or buy the pass depending on what the skin is which it seems like the skin is almost like a toss-in kind of like funsy thing because the rewards are so good but uh it seems like most people like the pirate skin so far yeah i think so i think it's good yeah i like it as well so um okay so in the last couple of weeks um clash clans put out some like some media stuff some like youtube stuff the first thing uh that they put out was this party king trivia show and they did it where it was the the makers versus uh creators so it had um galadon and lady b as like the creators and it was like all rock themed because it was the party skin so they all dressed up in like i don't know like kiss style gear with like makeup and everything and then um the uh the makers are the makers of the game so it's like darian and oh man i've got remember the other guy but anyways but the people that usually do like the answer the questions and come online for like q a and stuff like that so they did like a little trivia show um Mm -hmm. which i thought was like kind so to me i like that they were doing this because i thought it was like fun and they showed some like behind the scenes of making it so they actually like overlaid the cgi on top of the person playing the party skin so like the party skin wasn't just like all computer animation as in they just like edited the king in afterwards. They actually like had the guy with like the little dots on him, and so that way they could like overlay. So the when the guy that was pretending to be the party skin moved, like the actual party skin kind of like went with it. Like when they added the king, um, yeah. and which was like kind of cool. So I was like kind of surprised that they made it um, kind of that fancy rather than just doing everything in post. But uh, yeah, I thought overall the video was kind of. Nah, I was like hoping for it to be more of a like true trivia trivia challenge where it seemed like more of it was just kind of like showing that they kind of did something fun. So to me, that was like a little bit uh, um, not as cool as I would like it to be. But uh, on the flip side, they also just released the like their YouTube short video called Lost and Crowned that actually I thought was like super good like they thought they did a really good job um with like the quality and stuff like that so do you uh um do you think that clash should do more of that kind of like media putting out little short videos or that kind of thing i know that one comment we already got was um with the new the the lost and crown video that they wish that there was like an event or a troop came out like something special came out with it just because it was kind of like a high quality video that they put out that they really hyped up do you think that they should have done that or do you think that clash should continue to kind of spend money on those kind of videos and movies and stuff um i think 
if you're going to start doing that, then you need to start small um, and see if there's actually going to be some kind of notice for it. Because um, if people either don't watch it or don't really like it, then you just stop spending money on it and it's fine. No one's going to care, really. Um, but if you start off small and people are really enjoying it, then you definitely should put more money and time into it because people are going to take to that and that overall is going to like, you know, boost the number of maybe number of players or more people enjoying themselves or more people spending money in the game and more people, you know, just um, tuning into these kind of things, uh, which is great for the game. So mm-hmm. um, if it's working out at a small scale, then hopefully it'll also carry forward to like, you know, obviously it's a high quality video already, but um, they could maybe do them more frequently or cover things in more detail or something like that. And people would maybe enjoy it if, if they enjoy this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good thing to, to, to kind of tinker with and try out. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was kind of interesting to me that I can't remember where exactly I saw it, but I saw something that was, like, hyping that this video is going to be released on that day, which kind of reminds me of, like, you know how these days when there's like a new trailer coming out or another version of like a movie trailer or something like that, they'll be like the trailer for the trailer. It'll be like yeah. two weeks from now, be like, okay, the new whatever movie trailer is coming, you know, end of the month. So it's like a trailer for a trailer. It kind of reminded me of that same thing. They're like, oh, this Clash of Clans video is coming out in a week or two or whatever. And I was just like, do we really need that much hype for this thing? So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, maybe there wasn't that much hype for it, but people still doing that does help a lot, I think. Like, people, when people talk about it, even if there's not much hype about it, then it'll create more, hopefully. Create um, a buzz, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so... Uh, we talked a little bit about the next friendly war idea. So what I wanted to do was put out a proposal and see what you think of it. So, uh, the proposal I had was, it seemed, so everyone was all about the air versus ground war. And, uh, one of the ideas that I really liked was to do, uh, so instead of like doing the, like you do the ground, ground versus air, and then you swap, which team is doing the air and the ground, so that way you each do one. But the idea was basically in the same war, one of your attacks is ground and one of them is air, and uh, so that way you got to do one of each. So my proposal is, I like that idea. So my proposal to you, Lucky, is that we do the, you got to do a ground, then you got to do an air. And then I was thinking either um, sometime mid to end of October to pick a weekend, and uh, we don't have to pick the exact weekend now, but sometime in that time frame. So what do you think of that format and kind of time frame for the next uh, friendly war? Um, time frame, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people would like to do a war with all ground versus all air. Okay. Um, I'm just like thinking of it, you're like, gonna go like watch an attack and you already know what kind of attack it's gonna be um whereas the other one like you're already getting like a maybe you're better with ground for example you're already getting like one really good attack in um Mm -hmm. 
like you're not outside your comfort zone um and then you just have to do like one air which could be a dip or like a throwaway or whatever um so you know i i feel like people would take more to doing a ground versus air and it's like oh what team were you on i was on air uh, you know like people talk about it like that way um rather than just like okay it's a war and i i use a ground attack and an air attack i guess you know gotcha. like, it's, it's, it, like yeah. it's cool it's like it's like different from normal of course but like i feel like people would rather spend time doing a more extreme thing if that makes that's if that makes sense as a point yeah um so you're still thinking on doing like two wars then we we swap air versus ground yeah. on the teams they don't have to be like far apart. Uh, sorry, like, sorry, close together. They can be like we did them like one, like for one month. Then the next month, do another, or even further spaced out. Just whatever is going to mm-hmm. suit everybody. Sweet. All right, let's go with that then. We'll uh, we'll plan for something mid to end October for like round one, war one, and then we'll pick a time for uh, the war two, and we'll we'll post. At the, when we put out the call for who wants to do it, we'll post like what both weekends are, so you can make sure that you can make both. And we'll do, uh, we'll do the same thing where you give me your war weight or like your heroes and everything like that, and I'll match up the teams based on that. And then uh, we already got a donor clan for the other clan, so we'll. Uh, I think we're pretty much set, and we'll just do kind of like the same uh, signups, and then we'll. Uh, post the post the rosters and uh, go from there. So uh, if you want in, uh, stay tuned, and we'll post more of the details for the specific weekends. And we'll do the same thing where the the war day is twenty four hours, so that will cover all the time zones. So everyone should be able to to make it if they're free that weekend. All right. So uh, during during the mini podcast that we did that. We talked about who was going to what clan for the teams. We also did like a like an AMA or just like ask us questions type of thing. So we didn't get to all of them. So we basically were like, hey, if you want to do some more, uh, go ahead and like uh, post up some questions. And so we got a few of those to go through. Um, and so we'll just hit them. We'll just hit them here real quick. Uh, so the first one is. Uh, what is an overused strat that sucks? I'll let you go first, Lucky. What What do you think is an overused strategy in Clash that's no oh. good? Okay. Um, I don't want to just say E-Drags because everybody knows E-Drags sucks and mm-hmm. over, is, is overused. Um, I'll think a little bit more creative, I guess. Um, I honestly think above Town Hall 10, Mass Valkyries is really bad. Um, I just don't think it works against an eagle very well, uh, and it's pretty much luck depending on what way your valks go uh, mm-hmm. into a base. So yeah, mass valkyries or whatever, like queen log valkyries or something, not that good um, in my opinion. It's not that widely used, but um, yeah, definitely not very strong. I've seen it a few times against my bases, and it just doesn't work ever. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know you got three starred by the E-Drag this war, right? Um, yeah. What, uh, which uh, Town Hall level hit me? I think it was an 11. I don't even think it was your... Uh... I'll be impressed if it was an 11 because nobody ever does. <laughs> to be fair, 
Uh, I'm not sure which war base I have on. Let me check. Yeah, two, we were watching it beforehand, and we were like, "Oh, Lucky's gonna love this one." Uh, so it's number thirteen. Oh no, he's a town hall twelve. He's a he's their biggest town hall twelve, Carl. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look. But look at his heroes. He's got so hold on. He might be a town hall twelve, but he has level two e drags. And he only has a 36 king, a 42 queen, and a 17 warden. That's basically Town Hall 11 troop levels. you got to admit that's Town Hall 11 troop levels. Um, yeah, it's Town Hall 11 troop levels, sure. But mm-hmm. um, the difference here is he has... Let me find something. He's got level uh, 7 balloons, level 2 e-drags, which you has, can get at 11, he right? He has um, 20 extra camp space. Okay. That's true. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Um, also, um, uh, it's not my um, anti-drag base. It's my mm-hmm. just. It's just. I should have had it on for this war. Although mm-hmm. it's matter base, which is fine against e-drags. But you know, if they've got a, a twenty extra troop space, then they're going to triple you. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. It's, it was closer to a town hall eleven than you were thinking, though. You got to admit that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> but it is the biggest uh, town hall twelve. So, yeah, uh, that just shows you how bad their clan is, though. That we're facing if that's their big town hall twelve. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I would have to say for me uh, that it's not. So I'm gonna say town hall. I'm gonna do a town hall ten thing because. For whatever reason, I've been like, because we'll talk later about like my Town Hall 10 that I'm thinking about rushing to 11. But um, I was looking at Town Hall 10 stuff just to see if there's something that I was missing for fun. And I think that an overuse strat is the non-zap version of drags at 10. It seems to me that if you're dragon, that I should be seeing more like mass zap drags at Town Hall 10. And uh um, especially for people searching out ones that you can maybe grab two ADs with uh, a set of zaps. But uh, I would have to say basically just the drags and rage uh, at Town Hall 10 is a little bit overused and people should be uh, looking at doing mass zap for 10 all 10 drags. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's, it's all over YouTube as well. Like zapping plus dragons is just so strong at uh, Town Hall 10. Um, the next one is a uh, favorite other mobile game. Uh, what do you have another favorite mobile game lucky that you play or have played? Um, let me have a look at my phone to see if I can jog my memory. Nothing really <laughs> springs to mind. So. Uh, for, um, for me, while you do that, um, I talked about like I used to play Hearthstone, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's a mobile game. I mean, you can play it on anything, but um, I specifically got it so I could play it on my phone wherever. So I'd have to say Hearthstone, but people kind of already know that one. And then the other one um, that I kind of played was I was playing the the Fallout Shelter for like a little bit. Um, so I kind of like that one. Um, otherwise, uh, I kind of quit a lot of the other ones. I was playing a couple of like, like kind of like account grinder like you build a team of characters. I was playing like the DC Legends version of that for a while, some of those ones, but uh, mostly just Clash. And then um, played Hearthstone for a couple of years. And I was playing Fallout Shelter for a little bit. So that would that's what my other mobile games are. So what'd you got, Lucky? 
Um, yeah, nothing really. Um, I mean, I play chess on my phone through an app with like random people, but um, mm-hmm. other than that, like I don't really play any other games. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just Clash. So, yeah. yeah, for mobile, that is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Um, uh, if you were to totally, uh, what would your totally new troop concept be? So, like for example, if Supercell asked you to design a troop for Town Hall fourteen, okay. Um, what do, What do you think for if you if you needed a troop concept? Maybe not necessarily like specific details, but like what, like air ground, like tank DPS, like what kind of troop would you would you want to design, Lucky? Okay. Um, I think something that would be cool is like an ice dragon or something Mm -hmm. that had like decent range on its attack. So it's like a, it's like a kind of like a regular dragon. Um, and it would like freeze anything it hit. Um, and it's like, it has like splash damage in a way that like, but like kind of, I, I think more like how Valkyries work, how like they hit two buildings at once on purpose. Like this troop is like a dragon that would hit two things at once, um, and it would like freeze them for like a short period of time, just like just like a quick freeze, like a mm-hmm. like an ice golem does when he hits something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something like that would be cool, I think, because. Hmm. I think you could do a lot with it, like um, like funneling, even like a mass attack with it, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe make them quite low damage, kind of like a flying version of the ice golem, but like it also does this area damage, mm-hmm. um, which might be useful for like taking out CCs and stuff like that. I don't know, but yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Some kind of ice ice dragon thing i guess yeah um i think that i would like to i want to i would agree with you i would like to do an air troop and uh i think that it's like i like how supercell is going a little bit more uh niche with like the characters like i love the uh the fact they did the headhunter which had like a very specific targeted um like ability so I was thinking something along... I, I like the idea of air, and we already have... Uh, there's already like quite a bit of things. So we have like an air, an air troop that targets defense. We have an air troop that's like a tank. We have air troop that's kind of like a tank and DPS, kind of like an all-in-one type of troop. Um, so what I was thinking was uh, something that... Um, still goes in the air but kind of like bridges the gap between the two so maybe something that's like an air troop that uh specifically doesn't go for air defense so like it would avoid air defenses and the reason why i say that is so that you can do more with its like abilities to like do something else so you would have to uh like use it in conjunction with something else so if it was like an air troop that specifically um, like targeted a different type of defense. So that way you can maybe like pick the base apart a little bit more strategically and you can even make it like a super version of it. So like um, you can make whatever the super minion, uh, a troop that has like a 
you know, a specific uh, target for buildings, kind of like um, the sneaky gobs being so good. Not only does it do like a lot of damage, but the fact that you can set funnels on collectors and stuff like that, something similar. So like maybe like uh, like a super minion or a different air defense or air troop that can uh, target specific buildings and maybe even avoid buildings. So that way it's a little bit easier to use, say like, Hey, if it goes for basically like uh, junk buildings first, you can maybe have like an, another version of the air troop rather than having to do like a loon baby drag, something like that. Just, just an idea. But I definitely see, think that there should, I, I want another air troop for the, for the next thing is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think something like that would be cool if it targeted like bomb towers or something or wizard towers. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they target wizard towers, it would make um, bats very strong. Yeah. Um, also, there's nothing yet that targets the eagle. Oh yeah. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you because then, um, or maybe even like. Uh, yeah, I think the eagle would be a good one. Just and there'd just be dip more. It just give you more tools in your toolbox for taking out like key defenses. Because this I would like. be for Town Hall fourteen as well. This isn't like a Town Hall eleven trip. Maybe you could bring it in a CC, but um, yeah, it's kind of like a Town Hall fourteen. So you need something like eagle at that point. Is obviously it's still a pretty big deal, but in comparison to like the rest of the base, it's a smaller factor. So um, like a trip that was made specifically for the eagle at that point wouldn't mm-hmm. be as groundbreaking and as overpowered as it would seem to be at like town hall 11 so yeah and then uh if town hall 14 if they go with a theme of you know we have 10 hall 12 has the teslas and infernos if they make town hall 14 have like a built-in like eagle or a mini eagle would you want that new eagle troop to target the town hall too once it activates or do you think just like the regular eagle Oh, well, we don't know if that's going to come out yet, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess just the eagle and then defenses. Because that's the way everything else works, right? Yeah. Um, just imagine if Town Hall 14 added a second eagle. Just imagine that, Lucky. Two oh, eagles you got to take out. That'll be fun. Not really. That would suck. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, next question. If any other person listened to uh, every episode, either celebrity, content creator, whoever, uh, who would you want it to be? Who, who would you want to listen to us, Lucky? Oh, goodness. Oh, what a question. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I have no idea. Um, do you have one? <laughs> Um, I don't have like a very specific person in mind, but I would want it to be like a celebrity comedian because I think that would be like really funny to kind of bring more like jokes and uh, just different things for trolling people and that sort of thing. So I'd want it to be kind of like a celebrity comedian that would always just like have some smart ass remark to say, which would be super funny. I think I would like that a lot. So uh um, mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't have someone specific in mind, would you want it to be just pick between like a celebrity or a content creator? Which one of those two would you want to listen to us? Oh, um, probably like a low-key celebrity. 
Um, okay, uh, next one. Uh, basically saying, do you like the idea of being able to put multiple builders on a specific building? Um, so we'll, we'll answer that one. And then also, would you think that, uh, let's say that you could do that on any building or any upgrade. And then what would you think if they allowed that, but you can't stack uh, builders on heroes? What would you think of those two things, Lucky? Um, I think it's perfect the way it is, personally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think... I had a really good argument for this the other day when I read it. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's good um, to have, like, five builders on the one upgrades because then it's like... Um, well, firstly, they're all going to be, like, tied up on one thing, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's like... It, it kind of defeats the purpose of having, like, long upgrades on things like Eagle and stuff like that, because um, you can just, like, upgrade them very quickly. And although it's like you're not getting the use out of the builders on the rest of the base currently, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of it, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with you that uh, I think it like sounds kind of cool because if there's something that you really want to get done, you can get it done faster. But I think that it would uh, people already say that the upgrading feels like it's like too easy and it kind of lessens what the old school grind used to be and like taking pride in getting your base upgraded. So I think that if Mm. that happened, that it would kind of also take away from like just kind of the pride of grinding away at your base and having like a high level base. So I would, given the option, I would say that it wouldn't be good for the game. So that would be what mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, the next question is, has to do with basically having multiple, like more heroes. So having multiple heroes, but then only be able to select uh, so many of them to use. So let me just pose this question to you, Lucky. Let's say that uh, Supercell adds in two more heroes. And so there's a total, uh, total of six. So we'll just talk about Channel 13 for a second. I'll say that uh, there's six heroes, but you can only choose like four of them. Um, but you still have to like level up all six if you want to use it. Do you think that that's good idea, bad idea, or good idea that needs like a tweak? What do you think of having uh, oh. having to select what heroes you use for a raid? This kind of like siege great, machines. This is a great idea. Okay. This is a really good idea, right? Okay. And I'll tell you why I think this is a good idea. This is the first time I've heard it, so this is what's just going through my head now. But mm-hmm. we're always talking about problems of you're maxing out the accounts too fast, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But now we've just, you know, there's another there's another hero, which is a lot of work. And let's say this hero becomes available at Town Hall 12, because there's currently no heroes that come out at Town Hall 12. There's one that comes out at um, 8, 9, 10, 11, not 12, and 13. So let's say they add a fifth one at Town Hall 12, mm-hmm. right? Suddenly, Town Hall 12 just became, uh, let's, I'm not going to say more powerful, but um, I mean, there's more to level up. There, there's, there, there's more kind of stuff going on there, which is mm-hmm. interesting. And okay. it means accounts will get maxed out slower considerably because often it's the heroes that. Uh, slow the process down 
because you usually have a lot of levels to go through. Um, so yeah, I, I, thought, I think that's a, like a really good idea. Obviously, it would take a lot of work um, to figure out what kind of hero you can add because you've got a defensive one, you've got like a support one, you have a melee tank DPS one, and you have a ranged DPS. You know, like wh- which route do you go next? That, that's that's the question. That's all. But yeah, I think that's a really cool idea, and also to cap it at four, potentially, maybe it becomes uh, five at Town Hall, thirteen, or something, or fourteen okay. if that ever comes out. But yeah, that sounds really cool. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Uh, th- I just think the only thing that feels bad about it is like you're leveling up a hero that you like might not use, but it's kind of like the same thing as like the lab right you level up troops that you might not use too so uh yeah and it keeps people grinding at the game i think it's like a pretty cool idea that has like a lot of potential um Mm. especially too since like as the more and more complex it gets and the more things that you have to like keep track of and deploy and stuff like that it might be cool where you can level up things but then you have options so that way it's not quite as hard to keep track of everything because it's you know sometimes already for some people they can't keep track of everything, so I think that's kind of cool. Um, okay. A um, couple other super quick ones, then we'll move on. So somebody asked, favorite car from the Fast and Furious franchise. So I got three favorite cars, and I'll let you know if I gun to my head which one I would pick as my favorite. So uh, the green Eclipse in the first in Fast and Furious, the orange Supra in the Fast and Furious, two hero cars from the first movie, and then the red evo from tokyo drift those are my three favorite cars and yes i know i owned an evo so obviously i'm gonna pick an evo as one of them and that's the one between that and two fast two fears anyways so gun to my head if i had to pick my favorite one it would be the orange supra as my favorite car um lucky i know that you not super into it but did you have anything from favorite car from fast and furious franchise no i don't i like the batman car from batman oh yeah Um, i agree yeah super cool so um, another quick one. Uh, somebody asked where, like, why I quit from the game, like all of a sudden, like back in the day. Um, long story short, and I like kind of said it before, and I think this person that asked like knows that it was like real life stuff, and uh, like I just like basically needed the extra time and like to concentrate on something else. So I basically had to go like. It was like super tough because, you know, you built up your base and you built up all your friends online, all this other stuff like that. But I just like had to give it up. So I had to like cold turkey kind of quit like all of a sudden. But it was like really hard for me the first like week or two because I was like I had so much invested in it that I didn't actually like leave the clan. And so like once I was like, yep, this is the right call. And I would have to say that. Um, the people in the other clan were like, hey, man, you said you're going to quit. Are you actually quitting? And I'm like, you're right. So I just had to, like, get my account out. So, yes, it was real life stuff. And it was mostly, like, the time commit was a big one, but then just, like, concentrating something else. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, common for some people. There's, like, a lot of people that I thought, I think, quit because uh, just, you know, just other commitments that they need to make. They just don't have really time to play super well, you know, a lot. And so they don't want to really... They just want to set it down until they can come back or just like set it down for good. So that's kind of kind of what happened with me. And then the last one for uh, questions, um, 
I don't really have a lot to say for it, so I'll just leave it to you, Lucky, is what other online games do you play? So some, you already know a few of them. What other games do you play, Lucky? Mm, well, I play Dota 2. I've mentioned that before. I play mm-hmm. CSGO, and I play Rocket League. Um, what they all have in common is they're all really, really competitive games where it's like there's like a ranking system and there's a pro scene for all of them. Um, in terms of following the pro scene... Not so much for Rocket League and Dota 2, but I do watch some Counter-Strike here and there because it's just, I don't know, it's good to watch. I think it's the best one to watch out of the three anyway. But um, yeah, those are the main games that I play. Otherwise, I just kind of play some like fun games with my friends. Nothing too, you know, serious or I don't really spend that much time with those kind of games. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, also, uh, uh, just to answer the question you just did about the like quitting the game and then coming back to it, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I I also quit, uh, but I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. I wasn't like, okay, I'm quitting. <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was a smoker or something like that. And I'm like, right, cold turkey. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of got really, really bored of the game. Um, <clears throat> too too grinding. That was like a mid level tunnel nine. And I was just bored. So I just uh, stopped playing, really. And then coming back to it, well, I always knew I had this Clash of Clans base. And I had a little bit of free time, basically. Like, I didn't really do much um, other than, like, kind of work, chill out um, at the end of last year. And I was starting college, and I was like, I'm not going to have that many commitments. So it'd be cool to kind of do something. So I just kind of started playing again. Um, pure luck like I, I applied to like various clans and it's pure luck I ended up in back in black um, I wasn't really caring what kind of clan I joined as long as they ward a lot and were good mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. this clan has that um, which is nice cool. um, and it turned out people there were like super friendly um, and funny and all that kind of stuff so yeah it just kind of fit in really well and even Buck said to me like I, I have an even more like yeah, an even drier sense of humor than him. So <laughs> he he's like finally found somebody that could surpass him in that way. <laughs> so like yeah, I said it before. If I'm saying shit about someone or whatever, I don't I'm not trying to be mean to them. It's just mm-hmm. a joke. Um I don't I don't think I'd say things that are that mean, but if something comes across as me blaming someone, then I'm just getting around like uh, I, I like I, I get along with everybody, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Um, awesome. So thanks everyone for the questions. We uh, answered quite a few of them there. Uh, we'll we'll do it again. Maybe in a couple months we'll do another AMA or something like that. So cool. All right. Uh, so people have been asking about how long the Lucky versus Carl competition was going to be. Um, I basically just finished up the numbers this last weekend. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, basically I almost doubled you up lucky. So I almost kind of feel bad cause it does feel like mm. I had more time than you did to play. So, uh, I'm okay. going to have to hold you yeah. to your, uh, your kilt leg reveal for the uh, discord <laughs> server though. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. Well, so be it Carl, but I mean, I don't want to say any excuses. I don't want to be like, oh, I was busy, I was ill, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to make mm-hmm. any excuses because Carl obviously worked his ass off 
for this victory. Um, he's been accelerating like both of his bases like really fast, even though one of them wasn't even counting towards the challenge. So it's clear he just really likes playing the game. Obviously, <laughs> um, he's getting like ten times as many donations as me and stuff like that. Like he's insanely active, uh, and I can't. I I just couldn't uh, keep up with him in the in the long run. I was pretty close for like a few weeks. Like I wasn't too mm. far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. I just couldn't keep up with him. And that's the way it was. Uh, and yeah, you're the deserved winner. Um, <laughs> however, we're still going to have our war, right? Yeah, we'll still do a war. Yeah. All right. How about we make it for 10,000 points? Oh, oh my that? God. <laughs> oh, the 10,000 right? point war. I mean, why not? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, no, I will. Um, I, I, I will. I will upload the picture in due time. I don't have everything. I have the kilt, and that's it. So I need like, you know, like the shirt um, and the socks, and I need like you know all the other kit that goes with it. There's quite a few things, so um, I still need to organize all of that at some point. But yeah, there you go. There's your results for the lucky versus Carl challenge. <laughs> And unfortunately, I won't be getting to speak to um, Mr. Eric from One Hive. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll, uh, I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, Buck is saying in the chat, um, even all my dip fails couldn't save you, Lucky. You know, Buck, we tried. We really tried to beat him. Um, but, you know, I, I think you also accidentally tripled a few times, Buck. You need to remember to, like, cancel the attack, like, end it. Um, prematurely in future just to make sure you don't get the triples but yeah um, thanks for uh, you know enjoy, enduring and enjoying this challenge with us everyone it's been mm-hmm. good fun um, and I guess it'll be the last time we do our challenge voting mm-hmm. um, just just to see how the points tally up from this episode and that will be those will be the second last points added to the each each side um and uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> just seeing the meme that Buck has posted where's Giff very good um but yeah it was uh, it was good fun and I'm sorry that I couldn't make this any more competitive than it than it was um right on so uh yeah I mean we can like if people still want to do the friendly war for fun we can do it and you can you can pick sides. <laughs> um, All right, they can pick sides. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, let, we'll let people pick sides uh, if people want to do that. Um, okay, so we'll hit base progress real quick. Uh, what, what you got for your base progress? Lucky, you've been talking about 12 for a little bit. You getting yeah. really ready to pull the trigger? Well, yeah, but it also means I'm really bored because I don't have anything to upgrade. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm currently waiting on getting enough points in the... Um, what do you call it? The gold pass, so I can get the book of building and smash that upgrade button on the town hall. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I've been upgrading walls, which is horrendous. Um, Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough one. But um, so I have like five builders just sitting. Oh boy, yeah. They're they're just like you know they're just like trimming the hedges if you know what I mean, um, you know going around going around the bushes and doing their thing, and that's it really for them. 
So, yeah, it's been pretty boring. It's really satisfying. Like, an upgrade's coming off, and then, like, you click upgrade on the next thing, and it just depletes your entire, like, gold in the storage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, let's start, time to start farming again. But now it's just like, <laughs> right, we've got, like, mm-hmm. 2.7 million time to upgrade a wall. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not that fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Tunnel 12 soon. Pretty hype. Excited. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, for me, like the only big thing is that, uh, I've been thinking about, so my channel 10 is like not even close to max, but it's like getting there. Um, but like right now for Elixir, it's like walls and then like the lab whenever it comes free. And for the most part, I have like my war troops done, the ones that I, um, use, uh, often, um, you know, like hot, like the Lalo stuff, the hog stuff. I got the miners as high as it will go for 10 or whatever. So what I've been thinking about doing is basically since my queen is at, uh, 40 and my king is at, is going up to 32 right now. And, uh, it's basically just, so instead of wasting elixir on walls, put it into a warden. So basically kind of strategically rushing up my base to 11 um, and, you know, keeping the war weight at least low a little bit as the warden goes up, but basically rushing up to 11 and then basically just doing uh, hogs, miners, and then the stuff for basically the stuff for homies and Lalo. And then just making that kind of like a town hall 11 uh, like war account. And while I still work on all the defenses and everything like that. So that's, that's my idea, and I've been thinking about pushing the button like in the next week-ish to go to 11, so that way I'll be 11 at the end of the month, so that way I have a couple days to use the Gold Pass rewards to get my camps and stuff up, and then uh, when the the season bank happens, that I can do the rest for Elixir stuff. So what, what do you think of going up to 11 uh, at, this, at this point for my mini account, Lucky? Um, I think that's a good idea overall. Um, I don't think there's much point in hanging around for too long if you're just going for like good attacks. Um, mm-hmm. obviously it helps to keep the war weight down a bit, but since there are like thirteens in a clan, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference whether or not you upgrade um, town hall or not, and just mm-hmm. like you know get your heroes up early. Um, yeah. so I think just for the sake of like having a better lab, better camps better uh, heroes I mean there's nothing really there's not really much reason to to stay at uh, the lower town hall that's all Mm. Um, I did post it on discord too just to people what people said and it looks like most people thought it was a good idea Um, it looks like the the big thing was like just have a max queen which obviously I agree I like think like I still think that the king is not like super great like you still need it as high as you can and it is kind of turning into like more of a funnel troop like we talked about before but i mean i like to get my king up some more but i definitely think that uh if you're just talking about like just a casual war clan that just does random spins that's not like you know you're never gonna like do arranged wars or like you know all these friendly wars or you know just for funsies Mm -hmm. that going up to 11 and grabbing that warden and trying to help with uh town hall 11 stuff is uh i don't think it would be bad plus um uh i had uh someone in the clan 
mentioned, or maybe I mentioned to them, I can't remember, but uh, because I apparently like to challenge people in Clash stuff, there's someone who's been in 11 for a while that I wanted to race on Town Hall 11 stuff, but they have like a six-week head start on me, so I don't know if that was such a great idea, but I did challenge someone to race at Town Hall 11 (laughs) stuff. Uh, I'll probably regret it, but whatever. Hey, hey, that's all good. I I know all about losing challenges, so you can... uh... (laughs) Cool. All right. Uh, anything else for the week before we do a couple minutes of Clash After Dark? Uh, no, that's everything for me. Cool. All right. Send us out. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. I think it's number 19. Uh, we're really plowing through them. And uh, hopefully, stick around for Clash After Dark. Welcome back to Clash After Dark. So Lucky and I have been talking about uh, what we would like to do after all the restrictions and kind of like the COVID stuff uh, hopefully goes away. Um, so uh, Lucky, why don't, you, why don't you start us off? What are some of the things that you are looking forward to once things start opening up, uh, opening up again around the world? Well, firstly, just like obviously hanging out with friends again, because I've really missed that. Um, but on like a bigger scale just like go on a holiday somewhere like like just go somewhere and actually go and see things that are like away from home like go and like properly like look around museums go and see like I don't know big um, like statues or whatever go tour around the city you know find out as much as you can about a certain place like for me I've been to Italy a couple of times and uh, you know, I, I really like it there. Uh, only thing is, like, the weather is a bit hot for my Scottish skin. I end up burning pretty easily. So, um, but like, yeah, I, I do like finding out a little bit about like history and stuff like that. So, some people might think that's boring, but I think it's kind of interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just I don't know, just go and like see something and do things like away from from where I'm used to being because I've been here for obviously everyone's kind of stuck at the moment you mm-hmm. know in the same place it's just nice to get away and go and see stuff um, there's always the risk of corona obviously but there's ways around it as well like I mean the riskiest thing if you do everything right should just be the flight um, and like when you get there it could be in some kind of you know rented house or something in the countryside where you don't have to have much contact with other people hmm. um, if, if you think it's going to be a risk for you or people you're with. So, uh, yeah, you can just, like, go to the countryside in, like, France or something and just, you know, vibe, chill out. Um, why not? Go mm-hmm. do some water sports or something. It just seems like fun. Um, and obviously, I haven't really done anything like that uh, in months. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that I think that uh, most people are really looking forward to uh, getting back to like going places. And I think it's everywhere from being able to like go, like feel better about like just going to spend like a night or two in like the city. Like if you're like, oh, we want to go, like you're saying, go look at some stuff and then like spend the night at the hotel or something. Um, I think people like that as well as kind of the bigger trips that you're talking about. 
Uh, I agree. Like a uh, couple things for me too is some of the like small businesses that like so like people are not necessarily going into stores as much as they can like more online shopping and stuff like that and i think a lot of the small businesses have opened up but i've noticed around here there's still a lot that have been like closed and i'm kind of worried that this is gonna like basically shut them down so i'm hoping Mm -hmm. that the just like the more foot traffic through towns pick up um as well so not only like to go meet up with like friends at whatever the coffee shop and be able to hang out or the game shop or the arcade or, you know, whatever at like, uh, like the pub or whatever at the bar, um, that they, mm. uh, you know, those type of things that people are used to like doing every week that we can start yeah. doing those again. And then like, I actually, I'm kind of concerned about like a couple of my favorite, um, local places that basically, the people are doing the business, um, kind of like, as like a, almost like a hobby, like it's something fun for them, um, that they basically do yeah. it just to make ends meet. Like, I'm afraid that they're going to have to shut down their businesses. So, so far it seems like most of them are still doing okay, but like, obviously the revenue stream needs to be there for them to have it be viable. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that again, especially like a couple of the mom and pop, uh, comic book shops that, like barely struggle to break even so yeah it's always good to like support local when you can um obviously with things like amazon nowadays you can just buy almost anything um or like ikea or you know like other big shopping stores you can buy so much from there and then you just forget that um there's maybe someone closer to home that could supply for you like Maybe it's a slightly extra price, but you're helping out somebody um, living close by. So um, Mm -hmm. it's easy to forget about all that kind of stuff when there are so many um, like online businesses and stuff like that that you can just buy from and get delivered immediately. So yeah, for sure. And I like uh, there's like a few routiney type stuff that I used to do that I'm like kind of losing track with some friends in the area. So like one guy. I would meet up with probably three, either three or four Saturdays a month, um, just like in the afternoon to play what I mentioned before, like the, like a star Wars, like kind of tabletop board game miniatures game type of thing. And it was just like, and almost like the game, like we would play the game and like have the new ships and do whatever else and talk about it. But like, it was like one of those things that the game kind of doesn't matter because you're there just to like hang out talk about how things are going, talk to the shop owner, talk about the people that just like come in every Saturday just to see what's going Mm -hmm. on. It was like almost like their social outlet of like making the rounds on a Saturday. And it was like, we're just going to go talk to the two nerds playing the star Wars game and see what they're up to. And like, like we would Mm -hmm. always talk about like, Oh, did you see the new trailer? What did you think of the new comic or this book coming out? So it was almost like water cooler talk, like in the comic book shop. So Stuff like that yeah. I miss. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like those little things that like you just you don't even think about at the time. It's just like a routine, you just go and do it and it's just fun. And mm-hmm. then suddenly it's not there anymore and you're just like, Oh, I'm really missing that now. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's I guess it can be tough for a lot of people as well. Uh, maybe they don't have I mean stuff like this kinda keeps us a little bit busy. Like we both we both still work or have been working as well so we've been okay mm-hmm. but 
a lot of people are being furloughed or made redundant or something like that. Um, yeah. And that's a huge problem for them, uh, perhaps financially and also socially and mentally. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be like really difficult um, when you're so used to kind of doing the same thing. Maybe you've done it for a year or two or more um, and you just, you know, don't have that anymore. Um, like what do you do with your time like where are you going to put it you can't see your friends so it's like you know you just become bored or whatever and you know it's difficult to to to, to remain being happy like the whole time mm-hmm. for some people it's a shame so. yeah and I have noticed too it seems like there's because of this there's a lot of people that are able to the work at home a lot of the days a week that typically haven't been able to, or at least a lot of the people that I know. But one thing I have noticed, cause I've been, so like I've been going into work every single day. I've not like, my job is like, you have to be at work anyways. And they just don't do teleworking. And then when this whole happened, they did like some teleworking and stuff like that. But so I'm there every day and I have noticed that people like to chat and gossip and do whatever anyways, but I have noticed. And uh, some people have admitted that they, actually liked even though they like staying at home and it's like saving tons of time because you don't have to commute you don't have to look for parking etc but they really liked coming in and like catching up with like the other people that are like kind of at work like missing that social outlet that maybe they would have gotten if you know more stuff was open they can get their routines so um i definitely think that that's starting to take a toll on people is just what i've been seeing oh yeah yeah definitely like I feel like conversations are longer as well. Um, like people are like when people do get the rare conversation, and at least from my experience, like uh, people come into the farm quite quite often, but not as often as like they used to, um, because of Corona mainly. Like there's a couple of months where we had hardly anybody in when we were in like total lockdown, like almost everywhere was closed. Um, and yeah, when people started like coming back again, there'd be like longer conversations. Uh, people like you know coming in for like a coffee instead of just like hanging out in the yards and chatting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like people had been missing having such like a uh, I guess natural way of speaking to to, to people. Um, like you, it's it's fine like on the phone or whatever, but it's not quite the same being with people in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I've also like kind of noticed, and this is something that I never really thought of until recently, is that uh, even like talking with people when you're like either behind a barrier with a mask or like a ways, it's like kind of not the same because it's just like not to me, it's like not the same like vibe. You can't really tell like the smile and the laughing. It's just some of that stuff is just not. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just you're not not the same. It's just not the same. So I'll yeah. definitely miss when we don't have to have that stuff, and you get to see more body language and like, you know, I don't know, smoke and joke like we used to, basically. Well, uh, for the most part, that'll probably be true. But I think there will also be a lot of people that remain wearing masks for a very long time. I mean, it's very much cultured in places like China and um, like Korea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're very like you know consistent with wearing uh masks uh not just on the like maybe 
adults on themselves, but also children wearing them. Uh, they're kind of brought up with it. And I think that that might be what this kind of generation that's coming through is going to be um, used to because people are starting school or high school and they're like maybe uh, 10, 11, 12 years old and they get used to wearing a mask uh, often and seeing people wearing them. And then it becomes not normal to not be wearing one um, after some time. So I think that a lot of cultures might become uh, more natural, like uh, take more naturally to to wearing masks and stuff like that. So I'm not sure how quickly that's going to go away or if it's going to go away at all. Um, A lot of it will hang on the way that... um, kind of health experts present it like should we continue wearing masks even if we feel there is not a threat of the coronavirus should we you know is there uh, other things that we should be uh, wary of uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that so obviously of course it makes social interactions rather tricky <laughs> um, when you can't see what someone uh, is kind of displaying like emotions wise and also I heard something about uh people who rely on lip reading and stuff like that like they can't anymore um like people who are uh, hearing impaired for example uh, they mm-hmm. rely on lip reading and you, you just can't do it um obviously so um but i think that's just one thing that like it is going to affect a minority and for the greater population wearing masks is right now anyway very uh kind of detrimental so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that was kind of a solemn note to end the po- <laughs> end the yeah. podcast. But uh, sorry, that, guys. Yeah, um, it was real downer. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess everyone's kind of looking forward to it. Like honestly, I'm just gonna tell you like my mental state. I'm buckling up for this to kind of be all of 21 2021 as well maybe it's just because i don't want to like get myself excited that things will start going back to normal next year and i don't want to be like disappointed but Mm. at least that's where i'm at i'm expecting at least at least to have it go through next year at least at least it's some you know maybe not 100 percent what it is right now but pretty close so that's that's what i'm gonna do and then uh if it gets better quicker then all the better and i'll just be pleasantly surprised you know yeah it'll just be what it'll be i'm just playing it by ear at the moment i know it's gonna be um sorry i thought it was me either um i know it's gonna be like a long-lasting thing uh i think most people are very aware of that like it's not just gonna go away overnight Mm -hmm. um so yeah, in some countries, obviously, they've pretty much minimized outbreaks, which is great. Um, which, I mean, it looks great on paper. Like, oh, look at this country. They've done so well. But then it's like, um, so yeah, you've done great, guys. None of you have coronavirus. But also, you can't travel anywhere, and nobody can travel to see you from other countries. So it's not really that fine, is it? Like, the whole world needs to take a, play, like, a big part in this, like, every single country mm-hmm. um, for this whole thing to work. And that's why I don't understand why the World Health Organization isn't setting global standards um, for coronavirus, with exceptions, obviously, yeah. um, such as when a country becomes completely 
eradicated and has no new cases for, let's say, seven days, then they are allowed to open up out of lockdown, whatever the uh, parameters they set are. They, they don't have to abide by them anymore, other than, you know, staying in their country and not opening up borders, something, something like that, basically. Um, because it's not, this isn't a, this isn't a thing that's like country by country. This is a worldwide thing. If you don't solve it, uh, worldwide, then it's never, ever going to be solved realistically. Like, um, with a virus like this that can spread very quickly, then how are you going to, how are you going to solve it? If, um, one country still has, uh, 5% of its population, um, with coronavirus, Hmm. like, like, what if they get on a plane and then suddenly you've infected another three countries? And yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one, though. You yeah, don't want to upset sure. too many people who are like, um, you know, some people are. I mean, there are like the non believers, obviously. I saw like some kind of parade going down in like um, Italy where everyone was like saying, oh, we don't believe in coronavirus, blah, 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 despite it being like heavily um, impacting Italy specifically near the beginning of, of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's going to be those kind of people, but also people who just want to get it over with. Like, yeah, I guess everyone feels like that, but come on, this is the time to, um, you know, just chill out and, uh, maybe change some of your life plans, basically, for the short term. <laughs> it'll be what it'll be, you know. It's kind of rubbish for everybody. Yeah. All right, well, we uh, we have to end it on a little bit uh, less gloom note. So we'll, we'll switch back to Clash for a quick second because we're doing the all-in war right now. Uh, 50 accounts mm. in, and... <laughs> The enemy made the decision not to fill their CCs, so we, and and I think we definitely have them overmatched. So we have better accounts than they do this war, is my opinion, and they don't have their CCs filled, which, like, you know how big of a deal that is. It's like a huge deal. It makes things way easier. So why don't you give us, Lucky, why don't you give us the percentage chance of us doing a perfect, of getting a 150 on this right. war, what do you what do you think? If we don't get a perfect, Carl, okay. I'm going to be very very confused. Like, well, there's no <laughs> way we shouldn't be getting. We've had perfect wars against clans that are that have bigger bases than us on average. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way we should be getting anything less than a perfect war here. I and, agree. And that might might come down to your attacks. So I don't know. Have you done any so far? Yeah, man, you should go look at base one and two and tell me what you think. Okay, if these aren't both tripled, I'm going to be mad, all right? Uh, <laughs> so far, we in the clan chat, we have a, we have a 0% chance of getting a perfect war. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, that's oh, the... Yeah, I already did all, I already did all uh, four of my attacks already. I 12-packed. Oh crap! Okay, all right, all right. I see how it be. Yeah. So that's gone well. Yeah, I um, got my war assignment right on. Uh, our fearless leader told me to hit one and two, so I did. Fearless leader. <laughs> I think you're referring to him as a fearless leader. <laughs> the fearful leader. <laughs> Look, I, I've seen 
well, I've, I've imagined Buck shaking it with anxiety as he presses the attack button in a face that is any smaller than his. Immediately, fingers are quaking. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the one that says, like, a non-max base is a dip now if you have max heroes. So what is it What is it when it's not a max base and the CCs aren't filled? What, what's worse than a dip? Okay, put it this way. If you had, if you had failed this time, Carl... Mm-hmm. That would be minus five hundred points. Right? Yeah, I would agree with you. <laughs> uh. Um, I need to uh, sort out who I'm attacking tonight because I've got a uh, eight hours and fifty two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably end up falling asleep. Um, <laughs> you know, what two hour left mark? Uh, <laughs> with like troops in the camps as well. Uh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even boxing. Yeah, yeah. You'll be sleeping. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. No, I'll try and um, get these in pretty soon, and uh, see how we do. Yeah. So what? What's our? So you, you're basically thinking that it's like a very high percentage chance we're going to get a perfect. What? What would you say if you well, had? I'm to, not if, saying that. I'm saying I'd be very disappointed. If we <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say after looking at Conan, and. Um, in the name of attacks, I would say there is a 92% chance we get a perfect war here. Woo, 92. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, as we sit, we got, yeah, what, a little less than nine hours left. We have uh, half of our attacks done, and we're cleaned all the way from 50 to 17 already. And then yeah, above... Is actually really good. Looking really good. And then above seventeen, we have thirteen, and then one and two tripled already. So it definitely, I think it's definitely a chance that we get it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Good we'll, stuff. We'll get. We'll have to. to yeah, we'll have to let people know next time. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, send us home, Lucky. All right. Well, thanks for hanging around for our. Um, I, I would say um, different clash after dark. Usually we bring the lighter side of our lives into it but this this time not so much sorry about that um hope you enjoyed listening and we'll catch you again next time